he had one guy talk about flying to zero. Uh, I died and gone to heaven. Uh, savor it. Oh, uh, yeah. Tell me about those retracts again. Oh. <laughs> Welcome to the RC Roundtable Podcast, where we discuss the latest RC hobby news, events, model reviews, and a whole lot more. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to episode number 143 of the RC Roundtable. As we record this, we are in the halcyon days between Christmas and New Year's of 2021, so this is our final show of the year, and so I thought, well, we thought that we would have sort of maybe a kind of a little bit of a special show this time, so just sit back and grab some eggnog and with your favorite uh, uh, additive, <laughs> and join us as we wax lyrically about the year that was, and perhaps the year that will be. So joining me, of course, is uh, Lee Ray. Hello. And Terry Dunn. Fitz, I'm not sure I can speak to you. You're so insensitive. You didn't mention Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Festivus. Festivus. Is Festivus a real thing? <laughs> it, it is now. I thought it was always a joke that people said, Happy Festivus. It's like, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. But things, you know, <laughs> things start from a joke and all of a sudden, what the heck? We've <laughs> yeah. turned into a reality. All right, Terry, how about happy uh, Hanukkah There you go. I think that captures the bulk of them. There's probably others. Yeah, we're equal opportunity. Happy end of the year. Happy end of the year, finally. Yeah, Yeah, we're recording this on New Year's Eve. That's right. Oh, that's right. Today's... (laughs) Did you not realize that? (laughs) I didn't realize that. Fitz has been (laughs) sipping that eggnog. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, all right yes all right so what do we want to talk where do we start that is a year we talk about models built models lost models opined for uh who wants to start where do we what do we well, do at the end of the year show on our last show we had uh, decided that we were going to talk about any rc related stuff we received for christmas slash your chosen deity holiday yeah, okay. That's a good start. Christmas was just a few days ago. You guys get anything good? Did you get well, anything? I did. I right. got uh, very nothing actual RC related, but I got a nice uh, cut metal sign that goes on my workshop door that says Terry's Hanger. Oh, so it was nice. a yeah, custom thing that my wife got from Etsy. So somebody out there has got a machine that cuts these things. Hmm. Do you yeah, it's pretty cool. Laser cut or water jet? I, I don't, can you cut metal with a laser? I guess you can. Uh, yeah, certain lasers you can. Depends okay. on the metal. Yeah, I don't know what was cut with. They didn't send a video with it, but whatever it is, it's uh, nice and clean, and they did a good job. Hmm. And Might it's now plasma or something hanging on my dough. Cool beans. Yeah. Now you just need to be aware of tiger sign on your door as well. I don't get it. So nobody interrupts you while we're recording the podcast? Oh, yeah. Okay. That'll be next year, maybe. <laughs> or a sign that says, must be wearing sh- uh, shirts and pants. <laughs> <Right. cover it. laughs> no shirts, no shoes, no dice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the bulk of it. Everything else I got was uh, not RC-related and probably candy or food or something mm-hmm. like that, which I'm fine with. 
I'm pretty good about filling my own hobby basket with the stuff I need or want. What about you, Lee? Is that all you got for Christmas? Didn't I just say that? That's it? You didn't get anything else? Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm missing a subtext here? Uh, well, yeah, because Lee sent me a nice package of uh, things, and I things. totally glossed over them. <laughs> so my workshop is so bright down here, it's hard to see the screen. Thanks for the light, Lee. It is being put to use as we speak. You're welcome. I didn't need to take credit. <laughs> what, they don't have Walmarts in New York? Well, it's the thought. The availability <laughs> and actually getting it when you, know, when you should is something else. So Lee, oh, yeah. Yeah, good point. Lee made it happen. All right. And speaking of, I did go buy lights today because the other side of my basement is actually finished and we've got kind of a home theater rec room over there there's a ping pong table and um, a tv with a home theater that kind of stuff it's not fancy but it's a fun place to go anyway it's got the built-in what do they call it a drop ceiling where you get the little tiles and the metal framing yeah and it's got six sets of fluorescent fixtures that had the regular fluorescent bulbs and they were starting to get a little wonky and so i went to buy replacement bulbs yesterday and found that they make LEDs that are a drop-in replacement for fluorescents. They go in the same fixtures and everything. And they're only a few bucks more than an actual fluorescent bulb. Hmm. So I picked some of those up today, and holy cow, it's like the surface of the sun in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, they work really well. So I was a little bit worried because I wasn't sure if the original lights were going bad because the ballast was going bad or if the bulbs were going bad. But apparently it was the bulbs, because these suckers burn and bright. So anybody out there has fluorescence in your workshop and you want to upgrade without going to all LED fixtures, which is what I have on this side, then yeah, these um, LED drop-ins are working well for me so far. FYI. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of LED lights. I've outfitted my garage with multiple LED fixtures. But there is one fixture in there that is still fluorescent just because I was too lazy to take it down but they're like barely on yes <laughs> yeah. yeah I just don't notice it because everything else is so bright it's like every once in a while I look up I was like oh yeah I forgot about that fluorescent fixture I need to do something about that you keep it in there for when you need to interrogate someone yeah yeah, yeah. where's the missing iranians <laughs> where'd you put the balsa no I was waiting for you to say where's the plutonium <laughs> <laughs> inside joke we'll talk about it later yeah. <laughs> Good one. and the last gift that i got and i'm trying to figure out how to use it to best advantage was a set of high temperature dean's ultra plugs thank you again lee oh so do we know what their intended use is for high temperature <laughs> high, high temperature i guess <laughs> well in arizona 101 amps i got uh. Is it so they don't melt when you're soldering? I, That's what I figured. It's probably easier to solder. Because I think anything else, you don't want to be running high temp, unless it's going to be like in a really hot environment or something. Yeah, I, I don't Do know. Do you solder with a, a, a welding torch? <laughs> <laughs> These deans might be for you. You solder with a Bunsen burner? So well, if anybody out there in podcast land knows, tell us. But we should reach out to WS Deans and see what they say about it. Yeah, I wonder if they have like a website that you can 
Yeah, they do. Well, the last time I checked, it was that same website they've had forever. Oh, right, right. That uh, GeoCities website or something. Yeah. But I do want to say, I sent them an email at some point in the last few years, and they did respond. Huh. So, if if I remember correctly. So, I'll try to shoot them an email and see if they have something to tell us. But they're interesting. It's kind of an off-white color, but, you know, it's obviously the Dean's Ultra Plug shape. And I'm sure it's compatible with all the old stuff. It's just different and twice the price. <laughs> exactly. And I'm sorry, I, I thought I picked up the packages. I picked these up at New Creations. I thought I picked up the, you know, the male-female plugs, but those were all, I picked up a whole thing of male. They're all, you know, attached together. So I just, I said, oh, great. I'll just grab the, you know, these six or seven bags. So my mistake, but now you have males. What <laughs> so. would Freud say about that? <laughs> great. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Depends if it's in a dream or not, I guess. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I have not seen them anywhere else yet, so they're like but, unicorns. Yeah, maybe it was like a special purchase just for new creations. Could be. Hmm. All right, Lee, it's your turn. Share your goodies. I did not get anything RC. I well, you know what? I take that back. I'm going to preface this with I didn't get anything RC for Christmas, uh, except that I did ask for some ball head socket hex socket screwed screwdrivers or driver sets so ball drivers I, ball drivers hex ball drivers yes and i got that so that'll be nice in my tool box which but ones did you get both sides weha brand okay metric and sae yep, yep. all right so just throw them in a box <laughs> with the others <laughs> they're oh, like 500 end wrenches i got right uh the uh, but I for a nice joyous surprise uh, when I got back today from a travels we'll talk about it later. Uh, Cindy had picked up shirts uh, for all the boys. They were from the uh, AMA shop. Fly cycle, uh, build, fly, crash, and repeat. <laughs> so all three. That's of us have, an AMA shirt. Yeah, it says and it, well, it has an AMA statement on the bottom of it. So I'm sure other people have their own version of it. But she picked up the AMA branded fly cycle shirt gotcha all right for everybody or yep. for the boys me and all the boys right. yeah fun so that that kind of is the only model airplane thing i got i got no kits got no lipos got no male deans connectors <laughs> so that's it which is not bad because i do have a lot of stuff in my workshop to work on so it's uh, probably a good thing i need to i need to leave myself a gap so i can finish the stuff i need to do but you did get an aviation-related thingabadoo, right? No. Am I lost? Didn't your son give you something flat and metallic? Keep going. <laughs> oh, you mean the tin. Oh, the little tin plate. Well, the funny thing is it was supposed to come for my birthday. <laughs> and they put it in the closet and they found it after my birthday. So they said, well, we'll just wrap it for Christmas. So technically uh, yeah. that was my birthday present. But yeah, it's a little P38 sign. So, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd say that's RC related. That's just aviation related. Yeah, I've got a little like gift stash uh, in a secret place too. And I was pulling out stuff for Christmas and I found one I forgot for Halloween. That's very obviously only for Halloween. So I'll have to keep it till next year. So that's me. How about you, Fitz? Uh, well, see, my, my wife is Buddhist. and <laughs> uh, Okay. No, I'm just, I'm just Do they have any sort of 
celebration this time of year? No, I mean we have a tree that that they put up, but uh, it, it's more of a it's we don't really celebrate it per se as a lot of gift giving or anything like that. So no, not really. New Year's is a bigger deal actually. New Year is like Christmas, Chinese New Year that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I guess I have a couple of things, kind of gift. Well, yeah, one is basically a, a Christmas gift, and another one is. A Christmas gift from last year that I finally opened. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Was it dusty? Uh, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> okay. So, uh, well, the first thing is I, I got the the new Real Flight nine point five S that just came out. Okay. So I'm now updated to the latest and greatest, which is pretty neat. And got that basically right around Christmas time. That's uh. Did you uh, get it with the transmitter? Yes, came with a little transmitter, new transmitter. Okay. Transmitter's really nice. It's like basically a nine-channel transmitter. Oh, it has uh, rates and flaps and gear and all that? Yeah, it's got a whole bunch of switches. Most of them are three-position. It's got an adjustment knob on the front. It's got two sliders on the back. Oh, as well. okay. So it's it's got to be eight or nine-channel at least, maybe ten. What do we do with these old DX9s? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a unique transmitter. It's you know, there's no di- digital display or anything on the front or anything like that. But I was impressed that it had a lot of switches and buttons, and it's it's still USB, plugs yeah. in. Uh, and so, uh, so now I can, and it's got the new aircraft, new fields, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but what's neat is it kind of it, it works with the other Christmas present I have gotten last year that I never got around to opening and setting up. And that was uh, from a friend of mine. He gave me his old Ocu- uh, HTC Vive VR set. Oh, right. Okay. So the so new Flight is VR compatible. It is, yes. Right. I had a chance to play around with it a little bit. Uh, and it's it's pretty neat. Uh, you kind of stand around, you can look around, and look up up and down, around your feet, completely behind you. Uh, it's 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 really interesting experience i played with vrs before at other people's but i never really played with my own i finally got around to setting it up uh which was an interesting process and uh the, the resolution is not quite as good as the monitor that regular monitor but it's just the experience is so immersive that you sort of you're not too judgmental on it because it's just a fascinating experience uh, do you need a hemi powered video card uh, probably you need something pretty meaty. I had, I had upgraded my computer, you know, a year or two ago to be pretty meaty. So I can't tell you what the requirements are, but I think, um, yeah, I'm sure it's uh, on the website. Yeah. I uh, sorry. I can't remember, but I had no hiccups, no problems. What was neat is I loaded up and I looked at my game library to see what I had that would support it. And I had elite dangerous which supports it and i played out at a friend's house mm-hmm. uh, but Ooh, i was a little I more interesting uh it's really cool in 3d and vr but i was really curious about uh something with airplanes you know so uh i had um what is that thing called uh is it overflanders field I had a world war one simulator but it wasn't compatible it's like arg, arg. but then i found out that the il2 simulator is and also x-plane is so I loaded up X-Plane, which was really neat. Uh, uh, which was neat in X-Plane, it's a little clunky, but all the switches and knobs work. And so you can use a controller that comes with the VR set to activate different switches and knobs in the cockpit as you look around and stuff. Oh, cool. 
yeah, it was really neat. Uh, and then I found out when I found that the IL-2 supported it, and I've always been a fan of that game, I picked that up. It was on sale for a really, really cheap on Steam. And they have a DLC that really caught my eye. One of those add-on contents, uh, downloadable content, basically expansion package. Okay, I'm going to warn you, you're on the fringe of my understanding of all this, but keep talking. Okay, so IL-2 is a World War II combat simulator, flight simulator. Like the Sturmovic. Like Sturmovic, yeah. It's okay. it's weird. They call it IL-2, but it's got everything. It's got German and, and, and Russian. It's got a lot of Russian aircraft, but it's got German. And, and you can get packs. They have the American and whatnot. Uh, it was very good, very realistic, and but they recently, or relatively recently, added a World War One package, so it adds World War One aircraft that you can fly during the 1918 and stuff, and it really caught my eye. So I spent the past couple of days playing around both World War Two and World War One in VR, flying around, and it is fantastic. It is one of the most fun I've had simulated for a long time. Huh, Do you make cool. the sounds while you're doing it? You know, <laughs> when your kid's on a bike, you make them... Here's... <laughs> Imagine Fitz is making too much noise. No, no, <laughs> he's got his own noise. He's got his own machine He does that when he flies his RC planes. <laughs> yeah, I say that for the RC airplanes. But it's just so great because you're actually in the cockpit and you can look around. It's great to keep an eye on the enemy. Your situation awareness is just <laughs> What's so... What's the switch do? <laughs> <laughs> They should so, do, that'd be a great Easter egg where you can look around or somehow manage to you know, look at a switch and it, it turns on or off. <laughs> there is eye tracking in some of the VR sets, the newer ones. I'm not exactly sure what they use it, but they do have eye tracking and along with moving your head and stuff. So those two things are aviation-related, model-related, and, and that's what I've been doing the past couple of days other than other stuff. I didn't really mention this, but Fitz, you did get your Christmas present for me. It's somewhere in your, wherever you stored it, in your garage. And it's Israeli? Yes. Israeli? And old? And old? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, how could I forget that? Yeah, yeah. You and, boy, both of you, I get you Christmas <laughs> presents? Terrible. Who's, who am yeah. I? I'm sorry. I'm, we sound I'm nobody. Like because angry. it came so old. Yeah. When we talk about it? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I was kidding. All right, so we were about to transition to a new conversation. So, all right. So, what's next? Uh, how about these are a few of my favorite things. Okay, sounds mm-hmm. like a plan. But you have to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you can sing if you want, Lee. You're the yeah. You're, you're the, the singer. You're raindrops yeah. theatrically trained and whiskers on yeah. kittens. You're not singing. You can't rap that song. (laughs) Airplanes that fly in the sky and the rain. I don't know. These are a few. Uh, So, yeah, do you want to talk? We we talked about this. We were trying to put together what could we chat about. And one of the ideas we had is what was one of the, you know, favorite planes that you purchased, built, or or just overall, or gifted maybe that you liked. So, uh, do I start? I think you should. I'm talking. Well, I mean, are there any doubts about what my plane would be this year something i got back in april i don't did you stomp on it did i stomp on it no does it blot out the sun (laughs) does it blot out the sun no it's not that big does it have its own (laughs) gravitational pull no it's not that big sorry it's not what you think it is (laughs) you keep saying you keep thinking that word it's not what you think it is (laughs) Uh, well gosh i'm trying to remember all of your planes 
Well, Fitz made fun of it at uh, the Round Top RC Expo, the dweeb, during his walkthrough. <laughs> made fun of it. There were some. Here are some planes. <laughs> Thanks, I made Fitz. fun of several planes at once. So yeah, you did. Group. You just kind of threw your hand at my planes. All right. Well, I'll just forget. A, you had a P thirty eight. Every P fifty one. Everybody's yelling it through the the, the speakers right now. But it's, oh, yeah, is it your new P thirty eight? Yeah, it's my uh, Flightline P thirty eight that I got from Run Builder. A little nighttime uh, transaction downtown Houston from uh, Matt Vodrin. Uh, <laughs> you want to take an opportunity to clarify that at all? No, no, his daughter was—I think his daughter was at a uh, a, uh, a volleyball tournament tournament down there. I was at a wedding uh, in another somewhere else, and anyway, it just it turned out that we could both meet out there. So he had this plane in the back of his truck, and we made the transaction. And I, you know, was so excited to get it. I went ahead, and I, I think God, I even may have purchased the new gear and the. Uh, the motors but before I even uh, acquired the P-38. So, you know, putting that together and flying it, it's such a joy to fly. I've had so much fun flying it, like at best, and and the Round Top Expo. So, and even at SCOBY when I, when I took it out for its first flight. So that's got to be my favorite plane I got this year. And I do have an honorable mention, which will be that I already had acquired it, but I had finished building it, and that's going to be the Kyosho T-33. Because mm. I really do like, that's just such a joy to fly. And I hope, I hope you get yours built soon, Terry. Now, Terry, it might be boring for you, uh, you know, because I, I still fly mine just on 3S, but it's just a gentle, gentle giant, you know, and just flies like it's this, uh, gosh, what was that? Uh, at Oshkosh, they had a guy in a jet-powered glider, you mm. know, just just nice and smooth and rolls, and that's mm. exactly how this thing flies. So, you know, no gear, just grass lander, and I can launch it by hand. And, and gosh, I can even say this, at uh, best, even after my surgery, it wasn't so hard to hold this thing. It's not very heavy. And just a gentle toss, it was in the air. It's got such a great uh, wing area. So that's my backup. Okay. So Two great planes. Lockheed. So that's one you got a few years ago, but got airworthy this year. Yeah, I had remember I had a, I I flew it just to see how it flew the way I got it, and it just was miserable. So this is you know, I'd taken it apart, I moved the engine around, I painted it. So All right. Well, the criteria is a little broader than I understood it to be then. But that's all right. I've still got well, my list. To me, that's when it was done. How's that? <laughs> well, I'll start by saying the criteria that I understood was, or at least the way I defined it. Let's try this was, again. You understand that the game we play, the rules are always made up. <laughs> and the points don't matter. <laughs> and and the, the points don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> so what rules did you play with, Terry? Um, well, I just filtered it down. Not only the stuff that I got, because I did get quite a few things at swap meets and all that, but I only listed the things that I got and flew. So if I got something and stashed it or just haven't flown it yet, I didn't include that on in my short list of contenders. So for instance, that Cox PT-19 that's never been flown or started. That's kind of a favorite, but since I haven't flown it, it's not going to be the winner. That's Makes all. sense. So do you want me to talk about the other ones? So it sounds like we're, we're ruling planes out. So, okay, now let's go well, to you. I have to, right? Isn't that the whole point of this? You have to exclude them somehow. Oh, my God. Okay, yes. Am I, am I bothering you, Lee? <laughs> no, no. Do you well, need just, a moment? No, it's, it just feels like you're like, well, those weren't the standards I was following. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, let me see. I've got my list here. Uh, let me count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11. So I count 11 new planes that fit within that fairly tight criteria. Wow. And new is 
air quotes because some of them were acquired from other people. Um, and of those, it's it was a tough, tough choice because there's a lot of them that I really like. But in the end, I chose the uh, W29, what that was the group build at the Neat Fair that I Wrong. tried to crash on the maiden flight. <laughs> Wrong. No, I'm just kidding. It is. I'd, I'd say that's a winner. And yeah, so in terms of the airplane itself, that it's a fun-to-fly, interesting model, but also the experience that it brought of the whole build sessions at NEAT and the people that I got to chat with there during the build and then the very interesting maiden and all the stuff afterwards. So, yeah, as a total package, the Hansa Brandenburg W29 is the winner. It's one of those planes that has a story that you'll tell in the future you remember that yeah. plane guys that made, yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> and, and I, I loved i loved that the, in the article you know that he just kind of stopped and says you know if you've gotten this far <laughs> go over to the episode listen to how it really happened well yeah <laughs> so, i was just about to mention that i got my issue of model aviation i guess it's the january issue it came in the mail yesterday and thayer's column talks about the w-29s so hmm. he's got a picture of me my dumb face right after the maiden, or maybe it was right before. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So Fitz, you would agree with me that when we first when we first heard his story, and then we heard it the second time, or actually saw the video, he didn't quite tell it right the first time. We just there was much more excitement. <laughs> that was just what you're you saying. The video is more exciting than my telling of it. You didn't you didn't elaborate enough for it to uh, grab our attention. We just, I was like, I don't understand this, but the video really told the story. And I was All like, right. man, you, <laughs> that is really cool. That I'm doing the best story. I can, man. What uh, do you want man. from me? I'll send more Shiner. <laughs> well, uh, I guess you're probably not alone then, if that's the case. So for anybody out there who has not watched the video yet, only heard my boring retelling of it, uh, go watch the video. Maybe you'll see a, a different perspective on this uh, maiden flight. That's all I have to say about that. So I'm anxious for the snow to arrive so I can fly that airplane again off the snow. I think it'll do well with that. But so, it keeps not snowing up here. It is shirt sleeve weather today. And by that, it's New York shirt sleeve weather. But So as our criteria is being made up as we go, so do you have an, a, an honorable mention for your... Your planes this year of your 11 slash 12, whatever. Um, I probably have five runner ups, but if I had to pick one right now, that um, Leisure Amptique is a, a solid number two. Just a, it fits all the things that I like. You know, it's an old airplane, it had an old power system, it was pretty, it flies well. So the Leisure Electronics Amptique that I was given, I didn't spend a dime on this thing. Unless you count the ESC that I replaced. But other than that, beautiful airplane that I truly appreciate. So there you go. What would your number two be? I told you. My T-33. T oh, you're right. Okay. Now who's not listening? <laughs> <laughs> not Wait, listening and not remembering. It's using your criteria of made up <laughs> numbers and guesses. Well, what were your? What was your, I guess, favorite plane this year? Who, me? How do you even remember? <laughs> I feel like you must have had a new airplane every week. I think he plays spin the bottle and just, <laughs> just kind of looks in that general direction. <laughs> he locks himself <laughs> in the closet for a few minutes. It's not that many. 
So, so I thought I had picked one, and I remembered something, and I need help remembering. Um, when did I get the valve from you? In the summer, this year. The summer. This year. Okay. Yeah. So, right after Lee and I met up at Edgewater, at the same time he got the one he didn't choose, Plywood Overcast. <laughs> yeah, not only well. did he not choose it as his favorite, he stomped on it. Oh, don't. Even <laughs> so, we'll let Fitz tell his thing, oh, but I'm interested to hear yeah, about God. the current oh, state of plywood overcast. Oh man, just, you right, just simmer. Tell, um, yeah. look, I gotta, I gotta calm down. So, Fitz, tell us your story. Okay, so I had I had picked number one, but now it's moved to my uh, runner-up or honorable mention. Wait, so we, the Val is your number one? I would say the Val because I've had probably the most fun with that all year. Um. It's just got it's got a lot of character to it. It's been a tough decision. There's probably three planes that really are impressive. Um, and but I'm thinking of the Val because I've probably flown at the most, and uh, it's just it's got a lot of character to it. And I was it's really great. That I was able to restore it to flying condition and fly around in some uh, big events as well, and just uh, kept it in one piece. It's got it's got the smoke system and the bomb drop. It's just a fun plane to fly around and, and play with all the gadgets on it and stuff like that. And so, and it's, I'm and glad it's, to hear that because I know a, you've got a lot of irons in the fire. And I when do. I put it in Lee's car to take down to you, I'm like, oh, I hope this doesn't go to the the back of the list. <laughs> but because you know, it had been static in my basement, and I've moved with it, so it, I've even moved it across the country without flying it. So I'm glad it's finally getting the air under its wings. Even if it's in Texas. Yeah, yeah, I've been, you know, I haven't flown it that much, but I have flown it quite a bit at some big events, some high-profile events. So, yeah. Uh, so not only me, but other people got enjoyment. Got some great still photos. Thanks, Lee, for some of the pictures you got in the air of it, and some other people. You're uh, welcome. I love the picture I got of it at Round Top. Yeah, with the, with the smoke stuff. off. Yeah, it's great to fly it in the gaggles, turn the smoke on and off, and. Duke it out with the other, uh, the round eyes in their uh, allied <laughs> aircraft. <laughs> Have you settled on a round eyes? That? Is that what it's called now? Round <laughs> eyes. <laughs> uh, I had a different prop on it. I think the last time I flew it. Did I? Oh, I thought you were still figuring out where the sweet spot is. Yeah. Uh, I put it, I think I put a slightly smaller prop on it last time I flew it. It's going to do okay. Um, just for a little better ground clearance. But okay. I, I, I'm thinking of putting a three blader on it, but I need to find one the right size that doesn't cost the arm and a leg all right the full scale had a three blade yes it did okay so all right and the nice thing about this is you don't have to worry about the retracts failing and breaking the prop right. because it's fixed so uh so yeah so that's my favorite i think of the year uh it's been tough to pick the others because there's just so many other you know there's some really great planes that i have you know i hate to disparage anything uh, but I'm probably, it's closed, but I'm probably going to have to go with honorable mention to the Leprechaun. Oh, cool. Because it's something I built, I haven't built a plane like that or a glider in probably close to 20 years. So it was really neat to build a built-up plane and an old glider, transparent covering. It really uh, kicked off uh, all the feels from my days as a, you know, my youngster days building gliders and things like that. So uh, it is a very nice flying model. I flew it yesterday, as a matter of fact, to get some video of it. 
and it's it's got character to it it's a big kind of a big lumbering thing but it's just so neat to fly and when i took it out to the flying field there was man it was a magnet really <laughs> oh yeah oh man i got pummeled with questions about it and people were all uh, interested and excited and wanted to see me fly it and, and when i launched it one guy was just he was he was just beside himself he just loved it to death when he <laughs> i didn't even launch it just let it go just throttle up let go of it and it takes off you know from your hand and he really just thought that was the the cat's meow <laughs> and you know another nice thing you're right it's it's close to, to decide which two which you'd pick between the vowel and that one because i know how much you love the vowel but we talked about this on a previous episode you did this live show on hobby view and you were like what why do people want to watch me build this or, or cover this but you had a lot of viewers and i'm assuming that's the kind of same attention you got when you brought it out to fly you know you're, you did a great job building it i'm assuming you did a great job fixing it <laughs> oh yeah yeah you can't tell Cover nobody up. could tell yeah, it was there you prepared. go yeah and the, and saying that i had to i had a chance to fly it too it's it's really nice and do- what we what was uh would you would you say how would you describe flying it when we were at the field uh, oh my gosh you don't really fly it. you give us suggestions kind of. <laughs> something like that i thought you compared it to an animal but okay yeah something oh like yeah it's like oh, what did i compare it to <laughs> it was funny i don't remember but it, it's it, it's just kind of big and and it's very stable. You can just take your hands off of it and just you know, it just kind of sits there. And it was funny because it was a little bit of a breeze yesterday, and so I I took off and it's climbing. It's not really the ground speed is not very much, but it's just climbing really good. And then I shut the motor off and and the thing just stopped in the air. It just people were giggling because it was sitting there just <laughs> steady in one spot in this airspace, just just hanging and hanging in the breeze like nothing. Like it's filled with helium or something. All right. Where does the helium go? <laughs> uh, you should do that. You should take a helium tank out to the flight line with you. <laughs> Pretend like you're filling it up. Yeah. <laughs> or a hand pump. Or put a hand pump next to it. Yeah. <laughs> so, but if people listening, I, it is a review model. So you'll see it in, uh, I think it's the very next issue of Model Aviation will be in there. So. You'll get to see you know, some pictures of me building it and describe the process. Uh, so, but it was—it's a big model, but it was a fun build, and it is great to have a, a a kit that I've built in a while. I've been meaning to build something, and that's great. That scratched the itch. Yeah. All right. Cool. So that's our number one and number two for everybody, right? Yeah. At least. So. That's not so bad. It's uh, probably a good thing that we had to think so hard that we had so much new stuff. That it was a difficult decision. Yeah, that's some cool stuff, including one plane that only lasted one fl- uh, couple of flights. Which one was that? The, the caravan. Oh, right. <laughs> that was the same day, right? Uh, like same day as the maiden was the day of the death. Oh yeah, I think it was. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. But th- thankfully, we got the <laughs> the good stills <laughs> first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And that engine now lives in the the racer? Yep, it's in the racer, which I guess we can talk about that later, but yes. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to understand why Lee was Irish dancing on Plywood Overcast. Yeah, Lee. Hey, me lad, explain yourself. Take, take it, Lee. <laughs> Yeah. Did, did we mention how big Plywood Overcast is? And on a previous episode, I mentioned it's still sitting in the middle of the garage. <laughs> well, you, Damn it. 
You sent us a picture the other day uh, with lots of foul language. Oh, I, I, I unfortunately had to apologize to Austin because I let loose a, a plethora <laughs> of letters, words, and descriptions. And God, I had to walk away. I was so angry. And that <laughs> was, was it like the first movie, time he's ever uh, heard you say those things. Oh, I'm, well, I think he's heard me say one, like when I hurt myself. <laughs> you know, this was different. This was just making a stupid mistake. And he was like, damn, dad, you okay? Never put all those together before. <laughs> it's all like, like, like that kid in the Christmas story. I mean, yeah, right. Yes, that was about it. Except I didn't say fudge. Um, I I put my foot through one of the wings of plywood overcast. Okay, I couldn't not, tell what I couldn't tell if it was the tail or a wing. But. It's not through, but I mean technically it's through because I went through the sheeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you pointed out in your videos, the covering on this is very unique. It's really done well. I mean, I'm more mad about destroying what how it was made then how much it's going to be to repair it repairing it is nothing in fact uh, Fitz if you can let me have those band-aids back from the valve <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the plane will fly just as good as it always has but it just made me upset that I, I had it on the side I had the wings leaning over and I was trying to get uh, I, I'm kind of wrapping up to where I've been for the past week uh, I was trying to get out to a camping trip so I was grabbing some stuff from across the garage and my left foot just found the wing and put a huge hole in it so uh, is it is it bad? Not at all. Is it just make me upset? You bet it does. And I just there's nothing. I don't have the material to repair that and make it look like it was never there. Oh, so well, I'm, it's not a showpiece. Just patch it up with something. It got is some purple because iron it on there. Now it's just going to be a sore thumb. It's right there. I'm going to have to put it like what a big blue polka dot sheet, you know, monaco there. And what's that, Lee? Is that where you put your foot through it? So <laughs> <laughs> was scar, it the man. center section or an outer yeah, panel? Center section. Okay. All right. Yeah, center section sheeting. I don't remember which wing because there's four panels. What did it sound like? Uh, me or that? The <laughs> I don't think we can. It's a long beep if you're going to ask me what I sounded like. Um, no, it was a good crunch. And I was like, I knew the wing was there. And I, I don't know if it's just old age and I'm losing my peripheral. But this is not the first time I've stepped on something like walking down a hallway or something. And just I drifted <laughs> too far to the left or the right. So uh, unfortunately, there is a hole in plywood overcast. I will do my best to patch it up. I just... Again, I just felt bad for for doing that. Now that being said, I've just like when you cut up the the fuselage <laughs> to put the motor mounts. I mean, I can't get too angry. Then I had to make new motor mounts myself. So, you know, you, we're we're building it to make it fly. But again, the wings and the the construction of this plane are just so incredible. And in some miracle way, I wish we could find out who built this thing. If if you know he or she were still alive, or if it was a group of people. Just to show that it's, you know, it's airworthy. Yeah. Tis a mystery. So you're going to get like a, a foot decal to stick over the damage? <laughs> yeah, like on the side, you mean? On like yeah. kill count, a little foot? Yeah, yeah I'll do that. <laughs> what, what was it we were going to do that for, didn't you and I, Fitz, talk about that? Oh, my boat. <laughs> we were talking about oh, yeah. boat symbols on my tugboat, on how many boats I've had to recover. Yeah, for each and rescue. then add one float plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I guess I'll put a foot there. Uh, it's it's still airworthy. So the good news is it'll be in Fitz's good hands uh, maybe in 2022. What? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, did, did I come out loud? <laughs> See, I think I'd go visit Fitz and then just, you know, God, gently leave plywood overcast and say put a sticker that says fly me <laughs> your other, your other plane's gonna get jealous 
<laughs> hey, that thing. I, I have an idea for another discussion, but I don't know if you have something else written down, Terry. But I was going through our Facebook page and I scrolled all the way to January 1st of this year. And maybe we could recap some stuff that's happened over the year. Does that sound like fun? Uh, we can. Yeah, sure. Because I don't remember any of it. Oh. Well, on January 15th, do you remember where we were doing a live show? Anybody? January 15th. Doing a live show? Was that New Jersey? No. No, no. That wasn't California. That was the year before. No, we did a live show on January 15th this year. Oh, no, just this year. Okay. I'll start giving you hints. It was a lot of fun. (laughs) We We got to prep for it. There was some script involved. Oh, that, was, was that the, the takeover we did? That was the AMA takeover we did. That's right, in January. That's right. So, yeah, so this year we did the ta- AMA takeover. So you guys, everything we're talking about is, I'm pulling it up from our Facebook page, so you can kind of scroll back through and, and yes. see some of that. So yes. that was fun. <laughs> I got. I was watching it, though. It was like, Fitz, you're just a character, man. <laughs> you, had the, you had the weld goggles on and everything. It was like Dr. Horrible. You've never seen that. <laughs> Without the singing. Uh, uh, Terry, uh, you made the cover of Model Aviation. Oh, did it? Was that when I had my uh, stretch of two or three in a row? Could be, yeah. That was the yin-yang. Okay, that's a worthy one, sure. And there are a lot of episodes of us in here, so I'm just kind of scrolling through our live shows. If you you feel like watching us live, you can go through our Facebook page or go to our YouTube channel and watch that. Um, Let's see. I'm looking at uh, Fitz. I'm looking at your... uh, Sonia, did, did you um, review the Sonia this year or last year? Do you remember? It was this year. I think it was one of the first models I reviewed for this year. Okay. I have yeah. a picture of you with the uh, Sonia. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming I took this photo of the Sonia at SCOBY. Remember when we went out to SCOBY to, to do pictures of that? Yeah. Was that when your wheel blew out? Uh, I think that was, yeah, I had it up here, uh, the maiden flight. So that was... January 30, well, it's on the website on January 31st, so I guess a few days before that. There you go, so that uh, that big plane. Hey, and the piranha. (laughs) We loved saying that word, so the piranha was this year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was on my list here. Fun airplane. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I was thinking the Sonia, too, was was one of my favorites of the year. Yeah, and then we had the the, the, like, trio of Sonia's out at... uh, Northwest RC. Yeah, you had a great picture with me, myself, and who was it? We were flying in formation. Larry. There you go. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you were trying to throttle throttle the throttle, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said full <laughs> throttle. Rear, 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 rear. <laughs> uh, we have Austin's 3D plane that he built. His first 3D plane that oh, we yeah. flew out at Northwest RC. What's the status of that one currently? Uh, crashy smashing. Okay. Is it going to be reprinted and uh, put you know, Maybe. Uh, maybe. Right. He's, he's got other planes. You know, I got I had, I got him the RV-8 for Christmas, so that's been one of his favorite planes. That was Christmas last year. Yeah, but okay. he flew it. He finished building it this year. Yeah. Let's see here. I'm scrolling through my picture of my T-33 that I finished. A, a video of Fitz. Fitz is staring at me here talking about control line combat at Scobie Field. I don't know what we were doing out there. Yeah, you guys did numerous on-site videos this year. Yeah. Facebook Live stuff. I I think... Did Terry? (laughs) What about me? Uh, Nothing. (laughs) I didn't Uh, do any. 
I know, that's what I'm saying. Did Terry, question mark? You're trying to shame me? Uh, maybe. Can't be done. Okay. Uh, Lee, for the combat, I think we were out there for a swap meet. Oh, okay. So they were just flying out there? Yeah. Oh, all right. Swap meet, so that's good. Don't forget the uh, SCOBY swap meet every year. They usually do two, right? Two, yeah, two a year, yeah. Hey, look at Terry. He's, he's showing off the AMA beta. Mm, right. Oh, yeah. It was in March. That was not on my list. I forgot about that one. Uh, hey, we went to, uh, I, I think you were here with us. Did you do the uh, the Cubs uh, over at Space City RC with us, Pitts? I don't think I made that. Cubs yet. and Cousins? I don't think so I made that, yeah. That's when Austin finished his uh, Goldberg Cub. And then, well, actually, I take it back. We were flying another, my Cub, like my CZ Cub. We ran back to go get his Cub, and we came back the next day and flew it. <laughs> that was a fun project. You know, he really wanted to go do that. Oh, hey, Fitz's fantastic flotilla of fun in March. So you did a live show of that, Fitz. How many did you have this year? Uh, four, maybe five. Two maybe. just recently. Yeah, so maybe I squeeze five in. Hmm. Mm. Can't remember. At least four. Okay, I'm scrolling through. Let's see what is that. Oh, so Terry, you posted photos from. Uh, a event in March at uh, Clarence, New York. Just a whole, really some beautiful photos. And, well, Clarence is my normal field. It's a Brookfield Flying Club. Yeah, just said from last weekend, so it was really pretty. Was it snowy? Uh, no, no, not at all. Oh, okay. What airplanes are in there? This one and that one and a red one and a blue one. Okay. <laughs> B-47, I don't see anything that's yours. Let me okay. click through Well, I was quick. taking pictures. Yeah, there you go. Apparently. That's exactly right. Yeah, CZ Cub, P-47. Uh, oh, Fitz okay. Is, Fitz is over at Space City flying old, old planes, Fitz. Remember when we went to do the old Oh, yeah. Old stuff? The, the um, what was it, classic pre or, or pre-mid-90s? Yeah, you, you flew your QT. I flew your QT. <laughs> and, and it took off. <laughs> Everybody flew the QT. Yeah. You want to bring the throttle down. It is down. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, here we go. This was something I saw. I was thinking about year in review, but Ingenuity, okay, landed on Mars in March. And that sucker has had 18 flights so far since oh, then. Yeah. Really? Talk about Helicopters it. on Oh, you Mars. haven't heard about it. I didn't realize. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So it has had up 18 flights now. So don't forget Ingenuity, guys. Keep checking on that. But that sucker is just, and I think they had, I think it said it's flown for over 30 minutes total time now. Mm. That's pretty mm. cool. What was the predicted duration or what? Three or four span? flights. That's it. Mm, I don't know. Cool. All right. So the piranha here is, uh, I guess you had your video up for the piranhas up there. Oh, my deal, my P38 deal. So yay. Got my picture of me and rum builder and I'm going to jump way far. Oh, Fitz. <laughs> Sorry, not Fitz. Terry, you built a little, uh, the MCX heli. Ingenuity. Yeah. Yeah, I did. There you go. That's cool. Oh, and of course, I don't think we could ever uh, skip this because we have over 34,000 people reached. 3,406 engagements of <laughs> Terry's wonderful aviation daily. FAA may find NASA over drone stunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How many shares so far? 128 shares of that, uh, Terry. You should be proud of that. <laughs> I am. Yeah, that was inspired. I wonder how many people didn't get the joke 
<laughs> Sad but true, man. That's good. Yeah. You should uh, contact the Babylon Bee, see if they need a uh, uh, another writer or something. <laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. So, no, not to interrupt this segment. Yeah. Um, but we should consider talking about you know, speaking of the FAA and nonsense. This race day quads suit that's going on. And, so, Lee, you listened to some of that, right? So maybe after we're done here, you can update us on what you know about that. Okay. We want to write that down and get back to me? Because, uh, yeah, like, sure. like, you got back to me about, you know, making me talk about Plywood Overcast and making yep. my... Making Whatever I can do to make you uncomfortable. <laughs> well, I don't want to go too far without re- reminding our listeners that uh, back in March, beginning of April, is when I started working with the Academy of Model Aeronautics. Yay! So... I have a job with the AMA this year, so it's been a good year. Yeah, <laughs> and you still have a job with the AMA. <laughs> and then right after, then right after that, I had shoulder surgery, okay. <laughs> which I'm not going to talk about for the first four months of having that. <laughs> so that sucked. Oh, hey, Fitz, we have we went to the uh, IPMS uh, plastic model show. Oh, that's right. Yes, I forgot. I about say that. IPMS. That's what it stands for. But I guess the one out there is was it in spring? No, Stafford. Stafford. It's called Model Mania. The Intergalactic Plastic Modeling Society. That's Modeling Society. I wish that'd be a sci-fi version. No, it's a uh, it's a big model show every year. It happens in Houston, and uh, I convinced Lee. Uh, I think your son came too. One of your sons, right? No, it was just me. Yeah. Just you? Oh, I can remember. Okay, yeah, convinced Lee to come. Did you? And you got uh, wrapped up into judging. I well, you wrapped me up into judging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my plan came to fruition. <laughs> It was fun. Hey, and then in May, we had our five-year anniversary special. So it was this hmm. year. Yeah. Yeah, so this year we had five five years, so we're moving on to six now. That reminds me, remember, remember I made that uh, sort of recap of all our guests, but what didn't get played except over like a microphone over a headphone or something. Oh, yeah. We need to, up. maybe we can upload that to our website or something so people can hear it in the clean version that didn't get truncated. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right. Well, and we should we'll aspire to have more guests. I think we started slipping on getting guests on the show. And I know yeah. there's a list of people that we want to have. We do. I agree. So, yeah, maybe it's our New Year's resolution. More guests. It is. But you know, what guests. we found, especially with my schedule getting tougher and Lee's, now that he's got a, a full-time day job, it, it's tough to coordinate just our three schedules, much less a fourth. So. Mm. Yeah. And here we are, New Year's Eve. Taking our time to give you guys some joy of RC Roundtable. Is it joy? Or are we the part that's called to kill time? <laughs> yeah, I think you're taking some liberties there. Uh, hey, Terry, you posted in June your Insta360 on your Falkworth 190. Oh, yeah. Okay. Didn't you do an article on it? I did. That is also in the January issue of Model Aviation that just came out. And please, people, please, please go watch the video. That's been out for a couple of weeks and nobody's watching it. So do me a favor. Go watch it. I'm going to go take all my, you know, 50 YouTube channel accounts and start liking it for you. Thank you. And, and well, not to harp on this too much, but I think there's a lot of good content on the Model Aviation channel that, that doesn't get watched. Now, I'm not just talking about my stuff, but all the stuff out there. There's good videos and they yeah, generally don't get many hits. Yeah, a little surprised because I, you know, I have a few videos too up there on their site for reviews and whatnot, and, and there is a lot of there's a pretty eclectic mix of stuff. So people should go look them out, look them up, excuse me, 
I think you guys should send them a letter and tell them to replace their social media manager because he or she is not doing their job very well. Yeah. Are you supposed to be promoting those? <laughs> well, I can. Uh, well, <laughs> so maybe I, I will. So now that I've got so. the hint, someone filled in the uh, survey form. <laughs> <laughs> so I will do that. So moving on. <laughs> so I don't feel like I'm really getting pointed fingers at. Uh, in June, I drove up to Muncie, Indiana to AMA headquarters with my boys for Camp AMA. Right. And you guys hacked a lot of airplanes together. We hacked a lot of planes together. Both boys said it was the their favorite uh, summer thing to do. And they both want to go back this year. Oh, fun. Coming soon. So I'm going to try to figure out how to get them back up there. All right. That'll be good. They, and they also said we have to get a trailer because we want to bring our own planes this year, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. And then shortly after that, I met my buddy Terry. You did. Yeah, over at Edgewater. Yeah, Edgewater with my boys. We got pictures of us there, and someone shove picture of someone shoving plywood overcast into my trunk. (laughs) What a game of Tetris that was! It what it worked, and again, I it's like I'm I got to be the klutz here because I got the vowel all the way home and didn't drop it until it got into my garage. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was you stood it up on that pointy wingtip and. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So you've broken both those big airplanes now, huh? <laughs> and the H&M Corsair. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm a Kletzo, but I still fly them, so I'm able to fix them. Uh, another flotilla of fun. I'm going to start growing, scrolling through here a little bit faster, guys. Uh, that was good, though. You sure uh, you don't oh, want to read all of our Facebook posts from last year? I'm not. Trust. Hey, trust is out. Have you taken your trust exam yet? <laughs> Have you? Hmm. Have you? I did. I did. Fitz? I wasn't happy about it. <laughs> Fitz, did you take your trust exam? Like yes, I finally boy? took it. I finally <laughs> took it. All right. All right. And I'm catching up here. Oh, the trailer. Someone bought a trailer. Who could oh, yeah. that be? It might be me. Yeah. Someone's floating a, a little UMX timber on a... Is that a, That's not a kayak. What is that? Paddleboard? Um, yeah, I used a canoe and a paddleboard during that trip. In Maine, good times. Awesome sauce. That was a good episode. Uh, let's see here. I went to AirVenture with the family and AMA. Worked my butt off. Flew in a B-25. <laughs> Got a lot of cool pictures here. I hope I hope I can get you two guys to come next year. Yeah, I hope so too. I, it's been on my bucket list forever. And I've just never nice. made it happen. I haven't been so, there in about six or seven years. Okay, so let's start our GoFundMe. Let's get the RC Roundtable guys at AirVenture. All right. Please. Do a live broadcast. Oh, my God. From a B-25. From B-25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can read oh. all our Facebook posts in Wisconsin. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Side note. Um, I discovered a new podcast that's really cool. You probably already know about it, but it's called uh, the Jet Pilot Jet Fighter Pilot Podcast? Oh, crap. What's the name of it? Fighter Pilot Podcast. That's it. And it's really cool because he has guests on. And he had one on uh, on Pearl Harbor. He had one that talked about flying the P-51. Another one talking about flying the Hurricane. And it was the same guy that was here in Houston that was flying around in the British Plains. Okay. So full-scale. Full-scale stuff. Yeah, it's all, all full-scale. Right. Uh, he would... Oh, it, uh, Oh, he had one guy talk about flying to zero. Oh, I died and gone to heaven. 
<laughs> hey, here's Fitz. Slow down. Slower. Slower. Let me <laughs> slower. Slow yeah. Put it all together. Uh, Saber it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Tell me about those retracks again. Oh. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. He said the retrack operation in Zero is really weird and different than other, other planes. It was glorious. Anyways, look it up. It's it's pretty cool. Okay. 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 I so uh, there was neat. There was best. Okay. So we. I'm just going through real quick, so you guys don't hound me for like we can just sit here and go through everything. Neat best and Round Top RC Expo. That was a blast. So quite a yeah. few stuff. We, yeah, we had busy. a lot of events this year. Yeah. Mostly you guys, but I'll take credit too. Oh, we, we, oh we you know neat. what? And I'm going to really just uh, shout out to our buddy Sparks. I just was flipping through real quick, and his little twin otter popped up. Mm, his big uh, twin otter. Little twin oh, otter. His, <laughs> t- his <laughs> Longo Twatter. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a really nice plane. I remember, and then, you know, uh, uh, Tom Blakeney flo- flew it, and he said it's just such a gentle, gentle yeah. flyer. Yeah. Has, has Sparks flown it since? I, I don't know. We should get him on the anything. show and ask. Yeah, we need to interrogate him on it. All right. So that's it. I, will, I won't do anything more. What was I supposed to also follow up on, Terry? You you were supposed to write it down? So the next thing that I'm hoping you can fill us in on is the lawsuit of Race Day Quad suing the FAA over <clears throat> remote ID. I did listen to it while I was waiting for a COVID exam. <laughs> so, Well, can, I, you, can, I, can you back up? Because I know nothing about this. I know you sent a link about some. Uh, I, well, I listened to a little bit, but I had no idea in context what was going on. So uh, treat me like an idiot like, that I am, and give me the, the so, elevator pitch. And an organization called Race Day Quads, who basically are a large group of FPV pilots, uh, sued the FAA. I guess the government, really, the uh, FAA or slash government, for the remote ID part of the reauthorization act stating that it was a violation of fourth amendment rights because basically they were having to transmit data information about themselves without the consideration of privacy especially if you're in your own home or your own land and i'll tell you i I can't give it all to you i there i'm sure someone has a better transcript or on, on youtube someone has pieced it together but i just remember listening to both sides and you you will hate the faa lawyer because he's very quick, he's he's knowledgeable of the law, and he seemed to like have every response ready. But every time you hear him talk, you just say, all he's saying is, we're going to get your data whether you like it or not. That's how it felt. He was like, don't, you know, we're going to get it. You, you can't fight it, whatever. And on the opposing side of the ERC quads, I, I think it was, um, help me out here, Terry. Jonathan Rupert. Rupert, yes, thank you. So his responses were great. And many of the judges were asking questions back and forth to both sides, but I I got to say, I felt like they were really taking in more from the defense than the prosecution. I really felt like they were listening to, so you're telling me that you can't do this? And they were saying, yep, that's how this is working. Are you saying that they at any time can request this data? And are they logging this data? And they go, we don't know if they're logging the data. And the FAA guy goes, oh, we're not recording the data. And then you go, well, why aren't you recording the data? <laughs> it's like, doesn't it make sense? If you're trying to find people or track people down, that property recording the data is, is helpful so you can use it in a case if they're, you know, it's all that kind of stuff. So uh, whatever it was, I, I listened to both sides. Both had good things, both had bads, but I really felt good for race day quads. Um, okay. I thought the, the defense laid it out pretty good. Now, if this is going to be the same situation as it was when um, we had the first case, 
okay, against the Reauthorization Act where the judges, you know, sided with us uh, because they said, well, if you don't like this, you know, you got to change the law. And then they did. <laughs> so right. this was yeah. the Taylor versus FAA case over yeah. the, um, what was it specifically? Over the registration? The registration, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, okay. we initially, or he initially won that case and then, yeah. The, the FAA changed they, the law and then yeah. it became defunct. So that's how the FAA wins. All they do is change the law. They don't make any reason, rhyme or reason about it. Right. So, so that's well, all That's all I have. I mean, okay. I, I, I'm not the right guy to do. I'm not a lawyer. And I, I, from what I was listening to, how I felt, I felt good for race day. But uh, I really think we should pick up someone who's maybe done a nice uh, summary on YouTube. And I'll try to get that up there. Well, we've had Jonathan Ruprecht on before, right? Yeah, he's been on our show. Yeah, so but, we should see if we can get him to talk about whatever he's allowed to talk about. And, uh, so once again, we should have more guests, specifically yeah. him, and talk about it. And Race Day is an online vendor, right? It's not just a group of people. So they're a business that's kind of decided to fight the FAA on their own. And kudos to them for tackling this. And hopefully it uh, turns out well for everybody. Now, originally, we were talking about having this show as a live show, but because of the scheduling stuff we talked about a minute ago, that didn't happen. So we're recording this, and you'll get it when you get it. But in preparation for that live show, I had sort of a mystery uh, lined up, and it arrived here yesterday. But the bottom line is, I bought literally a box of old RC stuff, and I don't know what's in it. The description said old RC equipment and the description showed a picture of one thing and then the top of the contents of the box. So you could only see the stuff on the top layer and I could see a few logos on boxes and a few labels and things like that. So there's definitely some RC equipment in there, but I have no idea what it is. The box dimensions are about three feet by one and a half feet by one foot tall it says it weighs 40 pounds wow so i would like to follow up this show maybe next week sometime with a live show where i break this thing open it's still sealed shut i haven't touched it so break this thing open and just see what's in there kind it's of a, one servo and three lead acid batteries <laughs> it might be it, it could be a total flop but i decided just from what i could see i was worth paying what they were asking for it and the enormous shipping rate. Um, I thought it would just be fun to d dig through an old box of stuff and see what's in there. That'd be great. Yeah, it might idea. be garbage, yeah. but it, you know, I would so much rather have a, a box of old dusty stuff than a brand new ready-to-fly model. I don't know why, but to me, that's just a, a more fun experience. So yeah, let's plan to do that in the next couple of weeks and uh, break this thing out and see if I wasted my money or if I, uh, if I really found something it'll be like al capone's fault i'll see if Geraldo is available yeah <laughs> well you remember how that went <laughs> yeah right maybe we don't want him he's bad luck <laughs> so yeah i'm excited it's sitting here next to me and it's everything i can do to not get out the knife and cut it open but i can tell you that the one thing that he featured on there is really cool and that was enough for me to pull the trigger on it but i won't talk about it yet so there's that. What else do we want to talk about today, boys? Fitz needs to throw in something. 
What? Fitz, I think you did some changes to your garage. You want to talk about your redesigning? Oh, well, I spent the past couple of days, well, not the past couple of days earlier this week. How about this? I spent a good two days reorganizing and cleaning up and reorganizing my garage uh, to make space for some stuff. Do uh, we talk about why? Or are we well, not ready to share that yet? Do I have to talk about why? You don't have to, but I, I didn't know if you wanted to. Should it's I a talk about thing. it? I'd like to hear, but it's up to you. Uh, okay, so I... I acquired a new project, and the project is in the form of a vehicle. So uh, I needed to make space in the garage for this vehicle. Is uh, it as rare and unique as you are? It, it is, I think. <laughs> is it as hard to fix as you are? <laughs> Probably harder. Are, are parts as rare? Is there a place in Houston that can get parts for that vehicle? In fact, there is. <laughs> there you go. That's my hint. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess I'll stop leaving you on the edge. Because I don't have enough projects in my life, I decided to pick up an old, used, and very much abused 1982 DMC-12 DeLorean. Nice. I'm going to insert the little sound there. <laughs> Great Scott. Yes, uh, my probably the last of my bucket items uh, in in my life uh, is to have a, own a DeLorean. Ever since you know, I'm, I'm at that age where you know, besides the movies and that kind of stuff, that it's just a, a, a cultural icon. I always thought it was a cool one, and I actually know two other people that have them, so um, I know what I'm getting myself into. Oh, you know two people that have them? I know two people that have them. Okay. I know Raymond. Ray um, has one, yes. And there's an um, old classmate of mine in Florida that has one. Interesting. Well, I wouldn't call him a okay. classmate. A fellow Riddleite, put it that way. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, yes. So, uh, in fact, Raymond, bless his heart, he drove up with me to Arkansas to go pick it up and help me drive it back. We had to, we had to rent a U-Haul and a car trailer because... Um, my car wasn't quite meaty enough to pull it back. And so we, it was a quite a, it, one of the tires was rotted out. So we had to put on rollers and get it up onto the, the trailer hitch thing. And it's, uh, uh, that was a fun trip. <laughs> uh, especially we had, it was funny. We were driving another guy towing a car, some old, I think it was a Mitsubishi, um, uh, what do you call those things? Um. Uh, uh, anyways, it's a it's a well known kind of a racing car. He was driving and he suddenly slows down, stops, starts looking at us and our stuff. So it's <laughs> kind of funny. You get a lot of looks and gawkers, even though the thing is it's in pretty sad shape. It needs a lot of work. It's not running. It has an engine, but it's uh, hasn't run in decades, and it's very much a project car. So I'm going to be spending probably the next few years working on it slowly to get it back up in the running shape. Was it stored outside? Uh, apparently so. So there's okay. um, uh, there the frame itself actually looks in pretty good shape, but there was a couple of things that really make it put the capital P in project. Uh, one is the interior is pretty trash, especially the dashboard. So I guess it's got a lot of sun rot or whatever you want to call it. So that, that's going to need to replace. The seats are kind of just sitting there. 
um, and it's it was painted at one point. <laughs> that blows my mind. Yes, somebody had painted it. I think it was was it black. Uh, and so the, the previous owner had done a lot of work to strip the paint off of it, but you can still see remnants of the paint and mm -hmm. all the body panels need to be regrained. Uh, but it doesn't look like there's very little body damage to it. So it's in, looks to be in good shape. The engine, at least on the outside, looks to be in good shape as well, but who knows, you know, it'll turn over. You got to go through the fuel system. There's a lot of work to do on it, but it's mine. It's in the garage and... Uh, it was very affordable, so I'm happy. Well, there you go. Even if it makes you happy just sitting in your garage, it's worth it. it it's cool. <laughs> it's, it's just neat. Yeah, it's such an unusual vehicle. Uh, it, I like the looks of it a lot. I always like the looks of it. I'm a, I'm a sucker for wedge cars. And just something that I remember as a kid seeing one and asking my mother to pull over because I wanted to see, go over and look at it. He had stopped at a gas station or something like that. Mm. And uh, it was so, I've known about this car for a long time. And I kind of went back and forth about getting one or not, and they're getting kind of expensive. And I thought, you know, if I find one, a fixer upper for a good price, I'm just going to get it. Uh, just just to say, at least I had one at one point. So now I do. Gonna, so I'm going to be able to stick it in my garage. So it'll be out and. Cause I was going to work on it today. It was kind of hot. It's like, nah, I don't know. It's, uh... But anyways, I'm digressing. Did you say it's hot? It's hot. Yeah, it's hot today. The end of December is hot. Did you say digress? That's a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I want to say? Um, well, related to that, there's a, a neat uh, documentary on Netflix about John DeLorean. Yes, I watched it. Yes. Yeah, I did too interesting. Uh, a month or two ago. Before I knew about you getting this car. So... Yeah, interesting fellow. He had a, a, a um, very imperfect guy, but you know he's an engineer, and he, he give him credit for at least getting the car out to market, despite the shady dealings apparently he did, and getting the British government to basically fund half of it. Yeah, but, uh, yeah interesting. A, a lot of stuff I didn't know about him and the car. Yeah, it's a very interestingly engineered car. The nice thing about it is there's no computer system on it. It's all kind of old school. Uh, it's got its quirks, of course. It's got a mechanical fuel injection system that's interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, an electrical system that barely works. Uh, Do the doors work on yours? Uh, one does. <laughs> so, But I think what most people are probably wanting to ask you is, are you converting it to electric? Uh, I am very seriously thinking of doing that. It's probably going to happen at some point in the future. My initial plan is to get it running with the engine, just to, to get it running and be able to drive around while I secure the parts to convert it to electric. Uh, there's more options available than even like a year ago for, to, for doing that. So uh, I'm going to do, usually I do a lot of research. Like with my motorcycle, uh, I built an electric motorcycle. And I spent more time researching it than actually turning screws and bolting it together because I wanted to make sure I got what I really wanted and what it would work. So, hmm. so for not to get too deep into this topic, but do you part out a crashed electric, or what's the the process for that? How do you mean? Like, do you go to the junkyard and buy a, a smashed up Tesla, or do you buy new parts off the shelf from somewhere? Oh, it depends. Both. Uh, for Tesla parts, you usually got to go buy a smashed up Tesla to get any okay. parts. You can't get anything from the factory. 
you can get uh, there's two other options, or at least two other, right that can think of right off the top of my head. One is Nissan Leaf parts, and I think I believe you can also you can buy those on a used market pretty easily. The, the motor, uh, the inverter, the controllers, that kind of stuff, batteries. Uh, just recently, you know, you know, Ford introduced their m- new electric Mustang, mm-hmm. and their the company itself is now offering the motor out of that Mustang as a quote unquote crate motor oh, directly funny. from the factory. Yeah, yeah, for not that not that much money, relatively speaking. Uh, oh, so in fact, okay. they they sold out pretty quickly the first run or something like that. So, um, you, and and that one's like three hundred horsepower, I think. Which is yeah, almost twice as much. I think twice as much as a regular DeLorean has. So DeLorean has like 130. Yeah, so it's even more. And it's, it's a the really, torque that'll get you. It's a really kind of crappy six-cylinder Volvo engine that they keep used. So electric one would just smoke. Uh, and it's been done before. People have done a few. Just been a few electric conversions already. So it's a, but it's easier now because you at least have three different vehicles you can choose from on a market there's probably going to be more in the next few years wow now when we were at the am expo ama expo in california uh fitz you got to drive a tesla there right yes dan craze yeah dan craze let me drive his model three dual motor version okay so was that just in the parking lot or did you get to take it out on the road it was in the parking lot but it was it was a really big parking lot so okay i was able to step on it a couple times okay yeah so for those who don't know, I work for Tesla here in Buffalo, but up until about two weeks ago, I'd never driven one or even sat in one, but I finally got an opportunity. It was a Model Y and a dual motor, all that, and holy cow, that thing's fast. Yeah, they're kicking the pants. And you know, I've been in fast cars before, but this is just different because it doesn't vibrate, it doesn't make any noise, it doesn't squeal the tires, but you push down on that pedal and it's gone. Just, yeah, you're, you're you're planted to the back of the seat. You're, it pulls hard. And yeah, it's just weird that none of those other sensory things go along with it. It's just <laughs> pushing you in the seat and you're going. It is uncanny. Yeah, yeah, even Dan said, he said, man, it's real hard not to be an a-hole driving this thing because it's just got so yeah. much power and so quick. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not trying to say it's the ultimate car or anything, but at least in terms of whole shot, wow. Yeah, I mean, great for, uh, I mean, it's performance the quiet it, it's really nice and uh, so i would love to do that to a to the delorean especially since you know, i'm not gonna be taking on huge road trips or anything like that so around yeah. town and events and stuff like that be a lot of fun and there's a i don't know if you know there is an electric vehicle uh club group here in houston um houston electric automobile association or something like that that's huh. semi-active. They're actually fairly active. I was, I'm on their mailing list, and they send out emails every once in a while about different events and stuff. So, oh, cool. Now, Fitz, they have a one-week build at AirVenture. They didn't do it this year, but they in the past uh, they had a Zenith build one time. So it was a one-week build. We need to do a one-week DeLorean build. <laughs> <laughs> Think we can get enough people to come over your house and get that thing finished? <laughs> no, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of electric power systems, I don't know any of the details, but wasn't there a thing recently where a full-scale electric airplane broke a speed record? Uh, one went over the channel, right? The English Channel? I don't know. I think that fairly next I'm a year or two ago. Oh, there was. Yeah, you're right. I can't remember exactly what it was. It was a, 
I think a speed for electric aircraft. So, but I'm it did. It was 387.4 miles an hour. Yeah, it was a converted racer, wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah. took an off the shelf. Well, off the shelf, air quotes. Uh, Rolls Royce did this. They put, I guess, one of their motors in a. Is that a Nemesis airframe? It look. It looks like one of those little midget racer things. Yeah, Nemesis like yeah, so, Nemesis ish. Yeah. For all the people screaming at your iPod right now, <laughs> feel free to fill us in. But yeah, three hundred eighty-seven miles an hour. And I haven't seen anything about it that talks about how long it can yeah. fly. <laughs> My it, first question, yeah, for like 30 seconds. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, I mean, that's, I think it more than doubled the previous record. So that's wow. something. Well, that makes sense. Put it in a you know racing airframe and you probably run a pretty high pitch prop on it. Just like yeah. models, right? Just uh, as long as the electronics don't smoke. Yeah, as long as you, it's not too high that it stalled it when you're still. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. The prop, not, that is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they use a variable pitch or or, or not. Yeah, so we speed. don't know anything about this, but clearly that kind of speed on an electric airplane is something. thought they were trying to have a racing series, right? Electric airplane racing series? I don't know. Probably. I thought they were trying to do that. I know they have a, there's like a Formula One electric, um, but, uh, cars, but um, mm. I think they're trying to do the same thing with airplanes. That should be interesting to see. The good stuff about that is it usually helps to push the technology. Well, yeah, that's where everything starts, right? On the racetrack, and then it eventually yeah. becomes. Yeah. Now, is, there how is. Does that go? Uh, win on Sunday, sell on Monday? Yeah, yeah. Now, there was a company in, I think, Washington State that was converting beavers to electric for oh, a short I run saw commute. That. Some, yeah, some sort of taxi service or something. Yeah, like a short run air taxi. Uh, so uh, that that really caught my interest. It's like that, that's a really interesting, real world, uh, commercial use of electric aircraft, and it'd yeah. be interesting to see if that's a if, if that's a viable business model or not. Indeed. So hopefully this next year we'll see some uh, more developments and all that. Yeah, yeah. I know Europeans are pushing hard for that for some of their light aircraft. Yeah. For training, especially. Okay. Okay. Well, what now? Yeah. We need to have a 24-hour cam on that car so we can all, like, you know, check the status. Fitz's <laughs> 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 live webcam DeLorean. <laughs> it's gonna not going to change much. It's going to be slow because <laughs> I'm so busy with other stuff. But at least I can, every once in a while, I, I can steal some time to tinker with it. Uh, I got to fix the other door, get it opening. And find out where there's a short... We hooked a battery up to me. Raymond was over and we were... So oh, let's plug a battery in to see if we can at least see the lights turn on or something. And no, there's apparently there's a short circuit somewhere. So. <laughs> no smoke. <laughs> no smoke, but I can tell. Unfortunately, I plugged in a, a half-dead, a mostly dead battery. So uh, I could tell. The voltage got went to zero and it's got a, it, it's got issues. So. Hmm. All right. Well, good luck with that. That'll keep you occupied for a long time. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. A things long, I, long. The things I get long, myself long. into. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, hey, well, you know, that's why I got it. Yep. Maybe I'll, maybe be my retirement project. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Are we out of things to talk about? I think oh. we are. 
wish everybody a happy new year 2022 another big year for us we had I, I will just say I told Terry, I don't think I told Fitz, but we were looking at our stats and we've had some really good uh, subscriptions on our podcast. So I want to yeah. thank everybody who's listening to us and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> thank you for putting up with us. I know that someone taunted me for my uh, I digress <laughs> comment, which turns into a great drinking game. <laughs> uh, but I will say this. We're glad that you like listening to us. We know a lot of you uh, tend to listen while you're working on an aircraft or something. And so we should be doing due diligence by asking you guys to please send us emails contact at rcroundtable.com and and we'll do research on any topic you want to talk about so we don't just start flumming through it like i typically do i'd like to do know have a little bit of background on stuff you want to talk about especially if you have questions about building or batteries uh you know i think through between the three of us we all have some skill or technique that we can uh, you know have above average answers right I speak for yourself, though. I ain't researching anything. Well, you, aren't you like a, a, a magazine writer in model aviation, something about electronics? What's your point? Aren't you supposed to know something about that? You just didn't work at a Radio Shack once? Yeah. Uh, I did, actually. I, I guess. Well, there you, then maybe it's Fitz. I don't know. If you have an old plane and you want to ask about it, call, call Terry. Call, there you go. But call do 555 Terry. There, let us know and i love terry's idea let's make the next one live okay yeah sounds like a plan with the the mystery box the mystery box and and other stuff we'll check in with people how they had a new year and what their goals are and stuff like that Mm. yeah good yeah ditto lee thanks for pointing that out i I want to reiterate thanks everybody all our listeners for sticking with us these past years especially this year uh it, it really it's just amazing that We'll get recognized, and people will say, "Hey, I listen to your podcast," and that's just like, absolutely really? amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, "Hey, the check cleared." Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> by all means, we love to hear from you. Some great questions come through through our email, so feel free always to send us a, a note. We'd love to hear from you and let us know that uh, you're reaching people. It, it's amazing we get people around the world uh, that that send us letters. Say, "Hey." Uh, uh, hey, dummy, you yeah. got this hey, wrong. Hey, dummy, we're the, what kind of the idiot show are you running? <laughs> well, on all seriousness, we tend to have a lot of wonderful comments. We really, really do appreciate them. We ha- uh, I can't can't end the show without thanking our buddy Steve Nizgoda for our Christmas special post. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <right>. Okay, so <laughs> our, you know, these... This is the these are the friends we make doing this podcast and we love it. And Steve just you know, I had some time to kill. I was like, how much time did you have to kill to make us three wise ass men? <laughs> so, that, that, wise guys. I know he did, but I <laughs> I know what people were really thinking. That picture was both awesome and disturbing at the same time. <laughs> right. So uh, what so, would our gifts be? Oh, let's let's save that for the YouTube show. Yeah, let's okay. let's work on that and then bring them to the bring them to the live show. We'll put them on display. These are the <laughs> gifts we would give. <laughs> so again, we've made so many nice friends, and thank you guys for staying tuned. It's been a wonderful year. Uh, I just want to say real quick that on on a way home from a long uh, six day camp out with my uh, youngest at a Boy Scout camp, uh, he's he 
he didn't come home very happy from the camp. But when we were in the car, he looked at me and said, Dad, this was the best year I've ever had. And I was like, why is that? He goes, because I got to go to Camp AMA. I got to go to Air Venture. I got to fly in a B-25. I learned how to fly, and I know how to shoot a shotgun now because that's what we did at Boy Scout Camp. It's all these fun memories that we have, but not with just our kids, but with you guys. So, again, thanks for all these fond memories, and let's make 2022 an anti-COVID better year. Amen. And how. Well, on that note, thanks, everybody. Here's to wishing everyone a wonderful 2022. Peace and long life. Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions or listen to our other great podcasts, where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.